So this afternoon, I'd like to introduce the metta or loving-kindness practice, which we will continue to develop through the whole retreat. Um, And I'd like to just say a little bit in that introduction. Probably you are all aware that in the Buddhist tradition, there's a whole range of Uh, styles of meditation, we might say, styles of meditation practice, each of which have, you know, slightly slightly different emphasis, although the, the lines of difference between these different styles are somewhat transparent. You know, that we have the strands of insight practices, we have the strands of uh, samatha or concentration practices, and we have the strand of the practices that are called the Brahma Viharas or the divine abidings of kindness, of compassion, of appreciative joy, of equanimity. In many ways, the actual style of these practices, of course, is somewhat different, and yet there are a lot of overlaps. You know, you can see within insight meditation practices, of course, there is a development of a certain degree of collectedness and focus and concentration. And insight practices without an attitude of kindness can sometimes become quite brutal. Um, We can see in concentration practices, you know, they can seem quite separate from insight practices. But, of course, anyone who practices concentration really sees how much concentration really becomes such a fertile ground for insight to emerge. And in the Brahma-Vihara practices, of course, there is a level of concentration and focus which these practices demand. And I think for most of us to really develop a very heartfelt sense of kindness or compassion or equanimity, for most of us this does involve a considerable amount of insight. The Brahma-Viharas, in many ways, they, they are the craft of the heart. They are very relational practices. They speak about our relationship to ourselves, our relationship to all things. You know, and 2,600 years ago, the, the Buddha very much identified that ill will in all of its different forms was clearly one of the major causes of suffering on an individual level and on a level of society and on a universal level. That ill will, whether directed outwardly or whether it's directed inwardly, pretty much has the same outcome of division and estrangement and alienation and fear. And of course, ill will has a a lot, you know, a lot of different kind of tastes within it, you know, whether it's intolerance or impatience or judgment or frustration or blame. It's all part of that spectrum of ill will. And ill will as we know it certainly leaves a very large footprint in the world in terms of war and conflict and fear and harm and division. 
These are almost like the arms and legs of one body of ill will. And and we see that this is as true in our world today as it was in the Buddha's world 2,600 years ago. It is no different. The Buddha also identified that kindness, compassion, are amongst the most powerful healing forces, again, on an individual level, on a a level of our society, on a more global level, that kindness and compassion equally leave a a footprint in the world of tolerance and generosity and empathy and forgiveness. And so the Buddha put tremendous emphasis upon developing, bringing into being these qualities, not just as sort of uh, specific meditative developments, but as attitudes that underlie all of meditation practice. So in this retreat, we really will be focusing on on the Brahma-Vihara, the development of kindness. But I hope you won't think that this sort of development of kindness will be reserved to the 2.30 sitting and then the rest of the day you get on with something else. You know, I hope you will really have a sense of the tremendous blessing that kindness brings and how much it is really the foundation of all mature meditative developments. And in that sense, we would encourage you to use the meta practice, I think, really as much or as little as is helpful to you. But it is always something there to have in the background of your mind as an attitude. Now, when we speak about the development of metta or unconditional warmth, friendliness, please really note that we are not encouraging a a particular kind of emotion or feeling to develop. This quality of metta is not just a feeling or an emotion. In fact, when people cultivate metta practice, they don't always get lovely, warm, gushy feelings. You know, sometimes it seems to open the door to our whole emotional spectrum, including difficult feelings to arise. But the metta practice is really speaking much more of a kind of attitude, but more specifically as an intention that we develop. And every time we use the metta phrases, every time we use the metta practice, we are sowing the seeds of that intentionality, that relational sense with all things. So metta is not something in isolation. You know, kindness is our relational way of being with the difficult, with impatience, with anger, with frustration. It is relational with all things. Now this sowing, uh, this seed of intention, you know, is so kind of primary, I think, in all Buddhist meditation, really seeing how intention is really the forerunner of all things. And the more, of course, that we sow that seed of intention, the more does it become naturalized in our hearts, 
in our consciousness, the more familiar, intimate we become with it, the more it becomes available to us and a refuge for us. Certainly one of my favorite, you know, I think one of the most wonderful things that the Buddha said is, you know, that what we dwell upon becomes the shape of our mind. And that the shape of our mind very often becomes the shape of our world. So with metta practice, we are not so much trying to force a particular feeling to emerge, but we are really developing a consciousness which is inclined towards kindness, inclined towards warmth (laughs) and friendliness, inclined towards accepting and embracing. It is really cultivating an inner climate of being, really being aware that every time you begin a sitting or you begin a walking period, you know, you are beginning that with a certain inner climate, an inner landscape of consciousness, of heart present. You know, and sometimes we get so busy just diving right into, you know, being with my breath, you know, and being here and all that. We don't actually pause for a moment and actually say, well, what is that inner climate? What is that inner landscape upon which we are developing the practice? And we need to be aware that we tend to transfer patterns of our lives directly into our meditation. You know, so if we tend in our lives to have a strong patterns towards judgment or impatience, it would be slightly naive to expect that we're going to sit in a cushion and suddenly bump into an entirely novel state of mind that we've never encountered before. You know, we'll probably sit on our cushion impatient and judging and, you know, a bit frustrated. So it's cultivating a climate of mind. It's, it's reminding ourselves of the importance of that. Another of the aspects of, of the Brahma-Viharas and metta practice, I think, is very important to remember, is, is to remember, actually, the altruistic nature of this path. You know, that we, we don't actually do this practice just for ourselves, for our own well-being. That we do this practice for the cultivation of all that is wholesome and ennobling and healing and freeing for all beings. And what we are taking care of, of course, is almost our, our place in this kind of mandala, this web of interconnectedness, how we are responding to that, how we are a conscious participant in that. And I think it is indeed really important to, to somehow bear in mind the, the, that this path is altruistic. It is about caring for the well-being of all. Now, we will use certain phrases. Now, there is nothing particularly, you know, holy or sacred about these specific phrases that we will introduce And, of course, it is very important that in using the phrases of metta, that they are phrases, that they are words that you can use with ease, you know, that that you can feel at home in, that they don't feel like somebody else's vocabulary or somebody else's intentions. So it is really, really fine to adjust the phrases if you find that helpful for yourself. 
And if you do find it helpful to adjust the phrases, please be aware of what might be going on in that adjustment. Because sometimes I've asked people what phrases they're using, and it's like a shopping list of imperfection. You know, may I be free of imperfection? You know, may I be free of greed? You know, may I be free of it? And there's not within it this sense of, of possibility of bringing into being that which is possible that which is realizable, but at the same time feel free to adjust. One of the great values of the Brahma Viharas, you know, they have this very, very much, this this quality of cultivation, this quality of, of altruism, but they also have a quality of protection and refuge. You know, if you kind of you probably you've been sitting with your mind a little while now and you're probably aware of how easily that our minds get just walk in these repetitive circles of preoccupation and obsession and rumination and repetition and you know there's not necessarily a whole lot of insight sometimes to be squeezed out of those circles, sometimes just a habit. But we really see how walking in those circles of obsession or rumination, you know, how it exhausts the mind, you know, it exhausts energy, how it undermines a sense of possibility, you know, how wearying it is. And I think meta practice is truly a protection against obsession. You know, it's not a way of pushing thought away. You know, it's not a way of pushing the difficult away. But it's actually knowing where our minds have moved not so much into a kind of an awareness of the difficult, but instead this more unhelpful relationship of just repeating, obsessing, being preoccupied. And sometimes, quite frankly, it's useful to interrupt those cycles just useful to interrupt those cycles and given that none of our minds are going to be entertaining two thoughts at the same time sometimes quite frankly it is better to be uh, have our attention established in a phrase and in a thought that is helpful to us rather than that one that is unhelpful I would suggest that there is never too much kindness but that there is often too little. So I will guide through this um, sitting period, at least the initial part of it. So if you just take a moment or two, again, just to establish yourself in a posture that feels relaxed and upright, That as much as possible, you are embodying in your body the qualities of alertness, wakefulness, that we are really seeking to cultivate. And taking some moments just to Gently and calmly, 
Really relax into your body, relax into being here. If there are places of tension or tightness in your shoulders, in your face, in your hands, just a gentle softening. Being aware of the quietude around you. Intentionally gathering, collecting your attentiveness. Just stepping out of any busyness, preoccupations that may have been present. Instead, highlighting in your attention an awareness of your body, awareness of quietude. And in that quietude, just including in the field of your awareness the presence of all of those in this room, the people on either side of you, those behind you, in front of you, those you know and those that you don't know. Simply appreciating the support of their practice, their silence, their sincerity. (coughs) Just as much as you're able, just offering to all of those around you your, your heartfelt wishes for their well-being, their happiness. May you be safe and protected. May you be peaceful. May you live with ease and with kindness. (coughs) May you be safe and protected. May you be peaceful. May you live with ease and with kindness. And in that quietude, So being aware of receiving the good wishes, the warmth and the friendliness that those around you are also offering. Sensing that you too may be 
being offered that same warmth and friendliness. May we be safe and protected. May we be peaceful. May we live with ease and with kindness. And being mindful of your own body in this moment, your mind, heart, turning your attention towards the life of your body, the life of your mind, your heart, however it is in this moment. Letting your awareness include the areas of pain or tightness in your body. Letting your awareness include whatever the mind is doing in distractedness or dwelling or preoccupation. Letting your awareness include whatever emotions, feelings are present for you in this moment. And just as much as you're able, just offering to yourself warmth, friendliness, care, May I be safe and protected. May I be peaceful. May I live with ease and with kindness. Let your awareness include whatever responses arise in relationship to those words and phrases. Making your home in the intention of care, warmth, friendliness. May I be safe and protected. May I be peaceful. May I live with ease and with kindness.
for some minutes just continuing to offer those intentions, those phrases towards yourself, silently, inwardly, letting there be a pause between the phrases in which you listen inwardly to your response. May I be safe and protected. May I be peaceful. May I live with ease and with kindness.
Being aware that your attention may wander, become forgetful. And just renewing gently, calmly, those intentions to be present with friendliness, with warmth, with kindness. May I be safe and protected. May I be peaceful. May I live with ease and with kindness.
And for the last few minutes of the sitting, again, just expanding the field of your awareness once more, being aware of all of those around you, everyone in this room, this building. Extending that unconditional sense of warmth, friendliness, appreciation, of kindness. May we be safe and protected. May we be peaceful. May we live with ease and with kindness. May we be safe protected. May we be peaceful. May we live with ease and with kindness. May all beings be safe and protected. May all beings be peaceful. May all beings live with ease and with kindness. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.